All right, Flavor family, buckle up. We're going to be dropping bombs on pretty Woo-hoo! much everybody. One of our greatest uh, sources of, of intel and joy. Yes, <laughs> we the- love these shows. We get so excited. Sarcasm to another level, but have a lot of fun. This gal was a former Fox News producer, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, um, current producer of, of the, the Absolute Truth. With absolute Emma Truth. The one, the only, Brianna Morello. Yay! Boom. Another fabulous introduction. Thank you, David. And oh, we, get, uh, we love this time with you. We get you. so excited. It's it's a little bit like mentally, like at a, a, a like a UFC or something like that. When you, you the tension's building and yeah. you know stuff's about to go down. That's yeah. what it's like when you're getting excited. Man, we're going to be talking about Kevin McCarthy and J Six. We got we got some international. We got we go through your Rudy, Twitter feed, Giuliani. For those you don't know in the, the Flower Family, we go through her, her Twitter feed and we basically take the news cycles and things you hear about. But we let you look at them through the lens of somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, and we learn a ton too. It's a lot of pressure. I don't. I don't want to say I know what I'm talking about. But well, you do. You, you do, but you you actually put there's a, there's an interesting thing I've seen happening here quite a bit. I'm not going to get into the whole stuff. I've seen it lately with sports specifically. Um, uh, Deion Sanders is the one that kind of brought it up because he's so offended by people like Ed Werder and people who wrote articles about him that were just generic and he's like upset that that the news media doesn't wear like colorado buffalo gear to the game basically they're not big fans. you know you're not a believer yeah. you're not a believer like i don't i didn't yeah. know the media was supposed to be a believer in Deion sanders they're supposed to like cover it and and not be by you know whatever so i don't want really get into all that stuff but I, I noticed this trend of most people in sports media are former players Mm. And they're kind of used to like their buddies high-fiving them, you know, and this kind of stuff and not like real journalists that are digging into issues. And and that's kind of happened in every environment. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who maybe had experience with something moves up and like, hey, you're now the journalist on this thing. Well, just because you could drive a NASCAR doesn't make you a journalist, you know, yeah. to investigate yeah. NASCAR, you know, whatever the topic is. But you do the work. You, you, you know call the people you do the research you do FOIA requests and this we learned and that FOIA requests from you yeah it's an acronym. <laughs> she has a FOIA uh, they're they're quite lovely <laughs> but you do the heavy lifting that is almost absent uh in yes. in media today and and actually get to the source i know whenever we ask you a question you're like you know that's kind of true but there's more to it than that and it's more complicated because of this element it's like wow yeah, nobody's yeah. talking about that so and Flyover family, if you don't follow Brianna, make sure you go to briannamorello.com. It's going to take you right to her Twitter. It's B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O.com. That's make sure you are following her. I mean, truly, this is where I get a lot of great news and kind of a take on it. Like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, I love the way that you speak. You definitely speak in sarcasm. So, and you are very, you have a brilliant mind. And so Flyover family, this is going to really help you to learn to maybe speak a new language that maybe you not don't know, but even have better conversations at the water cooler. Be like, oh, well, what about, have you thought of it this way? You know, Brianna, you do such a great job with that. Are you ready to go to jump in on these tweets? Let's do it. Because we got a lot of them today and we have very little time. I'm so excited. Okay. Let's start with the first one. This is from the New York Post. It says migrant arrested six times for 14 crimes in first two months in New York City. Oh, you're like, no, he just wants a better life. Ah, this is crazy. (laughs) Shocking. Somebody who came into our country illegally and broke our immigration laws is now committing more crimes when he's here in our country. Hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Um, not shocking at all for all of us who've been paying attention. But the good news is he obviously ro- rose his hand like like was like, I want to go to New York. 
as quickly mm-hmm. as possible when he made it through Texas or Arizona because he knew New York is a lawless state. Um, not everyone I know of my Long Islanders always get upset because they're, they're, you know, I would say heavy right over where I'm from uh, and not the upstate folks, but it's sadly the people in New York City are. So this is why it's really important. Uh, and the counties are fighting back in New York to keep these migrants in New York City because a lot of them are committing crimes. They don't want to talk about it. There was another video of um, more illegal migrants uh, assaulting NYPD officers to this week because they were taking their illegal scooters. Now, it's super important to understand these bikes and scooters that they use to get around New York City are illegal for a reason uh, because if they're driving, if you're driving a car, they hit you. They don't have insurance. And you're left right. to cover the damages on your mm-hmm. own. That's why they should not be on the road. And they also can't read our signs. They don't speak English. So they don't know our the rules to the road. They drive rec- recklessly. If you've ever been in New York City, you know it's horrible when they're driving the street. So long story short, um, they know to go to New York because they know New York mm-hmm. will, uh, sanction- will, will be a sanctuary for them and will mm-hmm. cover for them. Um, and, and, they, and they are flooding there. And now you have the New York City mayor who's going – Oh, it's too much. We're getting 10,000 a month. Well, hello. What do you think about Texas? What do you think Texas and Arizona have been dealing with for years now? Well, in the same yes. in the same uh, town hall where he referenced the 10,000 a month that they're getting and is now complaining about what he campaigned on, uh, ironically, I forget what what term did he use for uh, Abbott was like that this this like crazy this crazy Texan is sending all these people to us, and that's caused this problem. It's not it's not the fact he campaigned on being a sanctuary city, right? And now they're having uh, the schools are overwhelmed with kids that are not required to get vaccinated. I heard that they were like lined up around the around the, the corner of the school in the streets, you know, to try yeah. to get in there. And you got parents that are there working jobs, paying taxes, for their kids to go to school and they can't get in because they're overwhelmed with this influx. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and if you know anything about New York City schools, too, they, they were dealing with a massive um, class size already. I think the average like 28 to 30 kids per teacher, which is already insane. Yeah. So sadly, the kids who are living in New York City or going to the public schools, they're the ones, American children who are going to be at a disadvantage now because now they're getting flooded with more. And, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen is going to be they're getting a lower quality education um, yep. when the rest of us are doing just fine. And, in, in, you know, sadly, better school districts and, yeah. and that shouldn't be the case right like right. i don't think that should be at at all but democrats know that they can place them in these areas and um the people in the communities will likely um just kind of tolerate it mm-hmm. and if they were to go to kind of like a upper higher middle class neighborhood they wouldn't tolerate it, those people they would push well, back they, they, and make sure that they got things that they could with their taxes you're right there was a period of time they were trying to get them out to some of these other areas you know i know barack obama got real upset when they were sending you know migrants over there to brokeback vineyard mm-hmm. and 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 <laughs> said not on my watch you're going back uh, t- to new york so um i don't see yeah. that working out it's kind of a case where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer yeah. and yep. uh, it creates this this uh this gap that typically you do see in more third world environments and now they're they're actually creating that in New York City. They're mm-hmm. creating that in in San Fran. They're creating that in these sanctuary cities because you got so many non-contributors, mm-hmm. you know, that are messing up the ratios, you know, that yeah. we're not designed to be able to take in. So yep. speaking of New York, you're speaking of New York, sick New York, Mayor Giuliani uh, isn't a disgrace, but the Associated Press is. Somebody mm-hmm. had to say it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember that time when they tried lying to their audience about their relationship with Hamas? I do. And uh uh maybe comment on that. And then we're just going to roll straight into uh, the way they manipulate the language on the fundraiser that president Trump held for Giuliani to raise money for him. It's kind of rolled into both. Yeah. So they, they called the mayor a disgrace 
Uh, they said disgraced mayor, and he's not a disgraced mayor at all, especially now that we're coming on the horizon of 9-11. He was mm-hmm. somebody who – I was a New Yorker at the time. He was somebody who was critical, and all New Yorkers strongly relied on, and all Americans strongly relied on because he was – And we have that tweet just, as well if we can put on the screen there. It was yeah. there earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was incredible during those times. And so to call him a disgrace is a disgrace in itself. Um you know, the Associated Press, um, and, and this is what a lot of people don't realize, and I'll, I'll let your audience know, because I also did work in local news. Um, a lot of the local news stations can't write their own stories, and so they strongly rely on the Associated Press called The Wire. The AP puts it out. And so what they could do is they could copy and paste the scripts that the Associated Press is putting out and put it in their prompters for their anchors to read. So that's how uh, horrible stories like referring to Giuliani as a, as a disgrace will be multiplied on all different local news outlets because they're going to read that script and then they're just going to keep saying it without even thinking about what they're actually saying. Um, and that's why it's so important to call that stuff out. Uh, the mm-hmm. Associated Press is a garbage news organization. Um, when they sat there and they played stupid when Israel blew up the building that Hamas was in and Hamas was shooting rockets out of, they said, oh, no, we didn't know. We had I mean, no idea. How did you not notice a rocket? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's such a great point. They are definitely a disgrace for sure. So, yeah, that's yeah. sad. I, I really hope that uh, President Trump was able to raise a lot of money for Giuliani. Because I, I feel he, he bad for him. It. I really do. I, it's I mean, really he's, sad. He has really gotten uh, what the, the lawfare used against all of these people is mm-hmm. is terrible. But Giuliani has really taken a beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the goal. That's what they're doing. Right. They they don't even care if they even win these cases in court. It's more so drying, drying yep. them, yeah. you know, broke like yep. Giuliani, um, like we spoke about before, Jeff Clark, another incredible person. <sighs> Um, has done nothing but provide all these amazing services to this country, whether it was over at the EPA or or just at the DOJ. And, and we, we kind of just um, disrespect them because we don't like their politics. Mm-hmm. We don't. They do. Um, mm-hmm. And we allow them to, to, to spend all this money. Peter Navarro this week, a, another example. Peter Navarro uh, has spent thousands and thousands of dollars looking for a legal team. And for what purpose? I mean, he was in D.C. They convicted him in less than an hour. And, I'm, and I don't remember that. I don't, I don't think that trial lasted more than a day or two. Uh, no one stands a fair trot with this new DOJ. Mm-mm. No, it's very true. Okay, let's move on to what's going on in Maui and Ukraine. So uh, J- uh, Biden administration pledge- pledges new $600 million to Ukraine day after announcing $1 billion package. Uh, you heard that, Maui. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's disgraceful. It's another situation where they're just spitting in these people's faces. They're Americans, and for some reason, they are not the priority. Um all these crazy stories have been coming out of Maui, right? We know that there's more children missing. We, uh, the Associated Press even reported, so and I wouldn't normally cite them as I just described, but uh, that they, a lot of residents were barricaded and they weren't able to get to the highways. There was there was barricades up so they couldn't get onto the highways, which is deeply concerning. No one's investigating that. Yep. Um, and then you have the Biden regime who is just saying, oh, we're just going to give you $700, but we're going to keep flooding Ukraine with billions and billions of more dollars, even though Ukraine is not a part of the United States at all, yep. but they are corrupt. Mm-hmm. And we know they're extremely corrupt. And that's the reason why the Biden regime is so focused on that. They keep sending people over. There. I think Blinken was just there this week um, to kind of. Su- and here's a question I have for your audience. Right. And I know that they probably get this. Um, when have you ever seen um, members of an administration and the United States president go to a, a, a country that's at war without a U.S. military presence? Why are they all going there? Right. It doesn't make any sense unless there's corruption involved. I've never seen it before in my lifetime. And everyone else older than me says that they've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we keep doing this. And unfortunately, um, if you're in Hawaii, 
Hawaii's historically a democratic um, dominated uh, state. And unfortunately, they're going to have to they're going to push back a little bit right now because they're they're losing out big time. Um, these people have completely neglected you. And I thought like Pal- East Palestine, because they were Republican, that's the reason why they were getting the, the short end of the stick. But now that I see that it's being done in Hawaii, I think that they just equally hate all Americans in this new regime. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah. it's not because they're Americans. It's just they're, they're, they mentally have a two class. You got a farmer in the house, and then there's cattle in the pasture. And uh, mm-hmm. either you're a farmer or you're cattle, and it's an us and a them. And it's a just mm-hmm. hey, let them eat cake. You know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. kind of vibe. We've seen it before. It never works out well for those saying it. So mm-hmm. uh, it's right. usually short lived. All right. This is great, Speaker McCarthy, but I hear there's J6 defendants who are having their constitutional rights violated as we speak. Uh, maybe you can look into that. And while you're up and moving, man, I love this. It's I so know, good. this is so well written. <laughs> maybe you can get around to releasing the J6 surveillance footage like you promised. So you didn't just invent that. You're like, hey, dude, you said this. Because um, he was saying that the Capitol's open to everyone. Touch on that. That's crazy. He said, yeah. oh, it's open to anyone and everyone. Yeah, he's he's absolutely useless. So as we spoke about earlier, I read up for comment quite often. McCarthy's office, when when I worked at Fox, loved responding. Now that I'm independent, they don't like to respond at all. Um, McCarthy is a horrible leader. He has not done anything that he said he was going to do. But we knew this. I mean, Congressman Matt Gates and Andy Biggs, they all held the line and they didn't want to confirm him as their leader and vote for him and support yeah. him as a leader because they knew mm-hmm. this was going to happen. Um, here he is in the Capitol, so, so proud that he's meeting with Americans and shaking their hands. Hey, dude, how about you go hang over to the D.C. gulag and start shaking those people's yeah. hands? The, the, the innocent Americans who are, are being ridiculously um, targeted by our federal government right now. And it's, it's, it's never ending. I mean, there's still people being arrested and being prosecuted. And this is what his priority is. And he's so afraid. You have to just assume at this point that they're just so afraid to release the J6 footage because they know how incriminating it would be to the federal government. Correct. Right. Because we know that they had such a major role at um, participating in it. I mean, it's everyone who I know who's who has been charged. That's like an Oath Keeper, Proud Boy. None of them have been charged with committing any violent acts. And then you see all these videos of violence being committed and they're telling you to look at the Proud Boys Oath Keepers. But hello, what about these people who are being violent? And then you're also learning a lot of these people haven't even been prosecuted or charged. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize mm-hmm. why, with all the technology we have, with all the crazy liberals online IDing these people, why wouldn't they charge these individuals who are being violent? And we all know why. It's because they are members of the federal government, whether it's informants or they they, mm-hmm. they were somehow working with the FBI in another capacity. Um, and that's why they're not charging them. And then you have mm-hmm. McCarthy just sitting there being disrespectful and just showing yeah. people walking into the Capitol. And he's just shaking your hand. Well, oh, he's proud so of himself, sad. pat himself in the back because the farmer walked out of the house and went out in the pasture to pet a few cows. And it's like, hey, good for you. Uh, this is not going away. It just keeps mm-hmm. going. And I think it's mm-hmm. the people that are standing up and, and saying, hey, we're not moving past this, uh, you know, in a 9-11 kind of way. We want truth and real mm-hmm. investigation in this. And uh, somebody that's probably the best in the business, I think she spent 17 years on 60 Minutes, uh, one of the best investigative journalists of all time, Laura Logan, is doing a, a multi-part series a documentary on the people telling their stories. I want to play the trailer for it real quick. She just sent it over today. I'm excited for this to come out because once you see the images and you hear the story told in a compelling way, things change. People yeah. get it. Let's play this clip real quick and get your reaction. You've learned a lot more about January 6th. You talked to hundreds of defendants. What have you learned? Well, first I've learned about pain. I believe in my nephew. I am proud of him. 
He was just larger than life. We wanted to come and kind of just share what really happened today. He had never been in trouble before in his life. So this was just so overwhelming. I was sitting in my home and I got a call from his uncle. What did he say? They robbed him of his hope, his will to live. They took his fight away from him. They broke him. They completely broke him and they broke his heart. It's hard to find the truth these days and it's needed now more than ever. We've traveled the country to bring you honest, accurate reporting. Bottom line, Laura, if they didn't want people going to the Capitol, they didn't want people even getting close to the Capitol, it never would have happened. It happened because they wanted to happen. No one was stopping you. This is the government we're talking about, okay? Like they have like nukes and F-15s. They can do whatever they want to stop average people like me. 34-year-old Roseanne Boylan was one of four people killed. This was a woman who got pushed down, smothered, trampled, and then beaten. Had this been covered at all by anyone else in the media? No. They named me as one of the insurrectionists that was preventing the cops from rescuing her. Was that true? Absolutely not. This crutch was right at my feet, and I put it above my head, and I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please stop this. Jeremy was at the Capitol providing security. I mean, he's quite literally the poster boy for the special forces. When you were arrested, they never sat you down and said, is this yours? No, because they're the same officers that recruited me on December 9th of 2020. From Department of Homeland Security. The same two guys. These people are hiding all of this information, and judges have let them get away with that. You could be here forever. I will be here as long as the American people leave me here. I'm Laura Logan with the rest of the story. Join us. Wow. It's so hard not to get emotional on that. Mm -hmm. The last person you saw there who's in jail is Jeremy Brown. And his case is like the, the saddest because he didn't go into the Capitol. Sorry, guys. No. I spoke with him multiple times. We've had him on the show. Me and Amarok are very emotional because he's somebody, and I, and I push him with all these congressional members. He is somebody who, he was, they were trying to recruit him as an informant. He didn't do it. He's a former Green Beret. He's a highly respected individual. Um, you read his backgrounds. His, his brother was a veteran as well. His whole family has served his country. Sadly, his, his, his brother committed suicide and he lost his brother. Um, but this guy is so strong. They lip, so he saw Christopher Ray testifying and saying that like there was nobody for the FBI on January 6th in or around the Capitol. And um, Jeremy saw that and was really upset. And he had the footage of the FBI trying to recruit him as an informant. He had the surveillance footage, which he saw outside of those two officers, those agents outside of his home. And then um, his girlfriend said that he wasn't he wasn't there. And so um, they met, agreed to meet later on. And he said, the only condition is I have to record it. And so they allowed him to. And in the recording, as you hear them say, like, oh, we're going to. Um, potentially work together, or you might potentially be working with the federal government again. And they're joking about it. Jeremy rejected it. He released this footage, and just weeks later, he was hit with two misdemeanor uh, charges. Misdemeanor, so they're not they're not felonies. They were just minor uh, charges. He was never in the Capitol. He actually is on video rescuing a woman who's about to be trampled by the by the police, and he rescues her and pulls her out of there and saves her life. Right. So it could have been five people dead that day. And he saved this woman and the DOJ goes back, spits in his face, gets an 
an arrest warrant and a search warrant for his home here in Florida. And they ended up saying that they found a, a, a legal gun, which according to court records, the illegal gun was a sawed off gun. When his brother committed suicide, it was a, it was a family. It was a, it was a gun that was passed down to Rao's family. I'm sorry. Guys, like, I just get so upset about this no, story. It's really good. angry. Like these are real people. They don't understand this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they hit him with charges with that. They also claimed there was two grenades found um, on his property those grenades, they had him DNA tested. His fingerprints weren't on them. And there was a hair particle that didn't match him, his girlfriend, or any of his animals in his home. Um, they hit him with that. Then they also hit him with other charges regarding documents they said were classified and he was not allowed to bring home. Um, but the jury found him not guilty on those two charges. I believe it was two charges. So he was convicted on the guns and the grenades. And he was sentenced to, I believe, eight years in prison. But, right, two misdemeanor charges for um, staying in a restricted area in D.C., that trial hasn't even happened yet. He's been sitting in jail. And if you look at the pictures, and that's what got me really upset, because if you look at the pictures, I haven't seen Jeremy. We've only spoken on the phone. He's aged drastically in jail. And that's heartbreaking because this is somebody who shouldn't be there in the first place. Right. And I'm sure it's causing him a lot of stress. I've sat on calls listening to him argue in his own defense for, tri- for his trials and like his court dates and like trying to speak. He didn't have a lawyer at first for the Tampa case. And so he was arguing on his own behalf. And you could hear the emotion in his voice because he's like, trying to talk about the constitution and implement what should be his constitutional rights. And he's just getting smacked around by, by the judge, the DOJ, like nobody cares about the constitution. And so seeing him, I'm glad Laura spoke with him. He's an incredible person. Everyone needs to know his story. Um, sadly, they are going to leave him in jail for a couple more years. And um, it's, it's just a huge disappointment. And I, I've reached out to congressional members. I'm trying to get his story heard. Everyone's keeping their distance um, from this story, and we don't know why. But he's a good human being, and he should not be in prison. Wow! And that's we got to break these down story by story by story because they're real people. Yeah. And until you you put you know skin and flesh and and on the, on them, it, it's just a narrative that's been spun with the same footage by the major uh, mainstream media outlets. Mm-hmm. And we're in a place, and you know the Bible references as a, as an era where good is called evil and evil is called good, and mm-hmm. um. Uh, it's almost like the earth itself right now is crying out for justice. We all feel that and uh, it needs to be served. I totally yeah. agree. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing the information that you had there and adding to that. We You're really appreciate it. You are the best. Thank you for all the research <laughs> that you've done and everything that you do to try to help get out this information. So we all know the truth. Thank you, David and Stacey. Always a pleasure to be with you. Most architects and engineers know nothing about the third worst structural failure in modern history. This does not happen by office fires. The collapse of World Trade Center 7 was primarily due to fire. Not one of them has ever collapsed, not even these after 9-11. What buildings have come down like this? Controlled demolition. We did not find any evidence that explosives were used. You heard explosions. Big explosion. Just seen a big flash. Like a boom. We have more information of bombs, like an explosion. Office fires don't melt steel. So what's going on here? Is there enough to warrant an investigation? Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me. 
decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. If you got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com. Flyover family, join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.